I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Welcome into episode 11 of Blue Jays Nation Radio as the Jays go out to Houston, continuing a road trip that has felt like an eternity, and they dropped two of the three games. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. Cameron Lewis is here as well, and Coombsy, we talked about it on the last podcast because we are here after every Blue Jays series during the season recapping things, and we kind of said, you know, if they drop two or three, it's definitely not the end of the world, and that's really how I'm feeling after this series. It's kind of like, yeah. Would have loved to see him win two out of the three. But when you look at those games, like even the games they lost, they didn't really have like a great chance to win or anything like that. They lost to Zach Greinke uh, today in, in the finale. So I'm not too upset about any one of those games in particular. We've been right about the entire um, um, American League West swing thus far. We were correct that they were going to go into Oakland, take two of two. That's what we said the objective was, and that was the yep. goal. And we we were a little nervous about this Houston series. We saw the starting pitching matchups, and we thought there's a pretty good chance they lose two out of three here. We'd like to see them win two, but there's a pretty good chance they'll go one and two in this, and they did. And then now they're off to Atlanta next to finish off this 10-game swing. And my expectation for the whole 10-game road trip was five out of five, and I still think that's going to be right. Yeah. Not, not the end of the world. It's fine. Yeah, and I think you have a good chance of that being right. Uh, you mentioned these starting pitching matchups, and that gives us a rather nice tie-in to the start of 3-Up, three 3-Down, three brought to you by ca, a good Canadian apparel company. They got their own brand of nutsack underwear and so much more. Check it out on their website, twigandberries.ca, and use the promo code NATION15 for 15% off. The one pitching matchup we did not see from a Jays perspective was Nate Pearson coming up and making a start. Uh, the Jays call him up and we are going to get going because Big Nate is our first down. He allows four hits, five walks, three runs over two and a third. Not a good return to the big leagues for Nate Pearson and the control was very troubling to see. Yeah, that was um, disappointing to say the least. That's pretty much the exact Nate Pearson we saw in last year. He only made four starts. His first one, his, his major league debut was quite good. That was against the nationals. I remember it. He was painting corners and, you know, throwing 99 at guys knees and it was sick. And then after that, the wheels kind of came off. He was struggling a lot with command and it seemed like he was trying to aim the ball. Like it looks like it kind of looks like he's like, like he's throwing darts out there or something and he's trying to, he's trying so hard to aim it. It seems like it's really in his head, but 
And that's when he started to get his command problems. And it was more of the exact same thing on Sunday. I mean, it's, it's weird to watch because the guy can just rear back and chuck such insane heat. And it seems like he doesn't trust his stuff. Like, like somebody with, with, with that kind of velocity, like should, right. A guy who can throw that hard when, when you think about, you know, trying to paint corners and all that, like, yeah, you're going to miss sometimes. But when you can throw that hard and you're having command issues, you would think it would be as simple as just fucking chuck it down the middle almost, <laughs> right? Like just get it in this, like just focus on getting in the zone. And when you see a guy who is supposed to be as good as Nate Pearson's going to be or is expected to be throwing like nine straight balls or whatever it was in that yeah. one inning, like incredibly troubling. Uh, ben Wagner of Sportsnet says uh, Nate Pearson, he was talking about the mechanical adjustment and it was to quote, be more whippy and less violent finishing the delivery. So He's making a mechanical adjustment. So maybe you cut him a bit of slack, but at the same time, this isn't really the tri league, right? Like if he's going through shit and, and changing up the way he pitches, maybe you don't have him in the majors right now. And I'm usually a guy who is like you and loves calling him call up, him right? Up. Call, call him up, up yeah. all the time. That's our motto. But maybe you do need to just pump the brakes on this. If he's going through some stuff and reworking how he operates, maybe now's not the time to have him working through stuff in the majors. Yeah, that's a difficult one. It's because the, the weird thing about Pearson struggling um, to the extent that he is in the major leagues with command is, um, is that if you look through his career in the minors outside of that start he had in Buffalo um, to kick off his season, he's never really walked guys in the minors. I mean, 2017, after he was drafted in rookie ball, it was 2.3 walks per nine innings, pretty good number. Uh, 2019, when he went... Um, uh, the year after, because 2018 was derailed due to the injury, obviously. And then there was yeah. 2019, pitched 101 innings between single, double, and triple A, only 2.4 walks per nine. Again, a good number. And then, you know, he came up last year and all of a sudden the walks, it's the walks have exploded. And it seems really like it's a psychological thing. It seems like he's a little spooked out by big league hitters and he's, you know, trying to, you know, be way too accurate rather than relying on his stuff. And actually, interesting enough, Ricky Romero, who, you know, as we know, would know about this because yeah. Ricky used to be very good. He was the Blue Jays' number one starter for a moment, and then his career kind of got derailed. Uh, he had his injuries, knee injuries, and then his command went to the shitter, and he couldn't throw strikes, and that's ultimately what, what killed him. Was Here's what Ricky had to say was, Nate working too hard, his stuff is plenty good enough. From the outside looking in, he's rushing his delivery a bit. Front shoulder flies open, screws everything up needs to get back downhill. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Ricky, Ricky Romero would obviously know, and it's obvious, right? Like whether it's an expert or a casual fan watching him, you know, something's off. Uh, hopefully he can figure this one out. We'll be interesting to see how the Jays handle him in sort of the next you'd couple think, days here. You'd think uh, even though they don't have that, like you'd like for him to, to, you know, grab the opportunity and run with it because they have, you know, three starters going well, they have Ryu, Mads and Ray. And then after that, they have two spots and it's like, please somebody grab one of these and run with it. But at the end of the day, like Nate Pearson is a long-term thing for the Blue Jays and not just a right now thing. And if, if there's something in his head and he's got to work on his delivery, he's got to work on his mechanics, he's got to, you know, stop opening his shoulder, like Ricky says, whatever. And that's probably something that he should figure out in AAA so that he's not you know, getting lit up in the big leagues by the best hitters in the world and losing all this confidence. Like that's not what you want to see. And I mean, I, you and I are both call them up guys, but at some point, I don't know, like 
maybe it is better to give them just, you know, Hey man, like one month in AAA, we're going to, we're going to sort you out and then come back up in June and see what happens. Yeah. And that's kind of the trouble with the, maybe it's unfair to say, but like the Jays are in an, they're in an awkward spot in terms of where they're going, right? Like they want to contend. They want to make the playoffs. They want to be a team that's competing for a world series at the end of the season. That's not me saying they're, you know, a favorite to win the world series, but they find themselves entering that window. But when you still have young players who start to sputter, that's where it becomes like, all right, you're looking for results. You need to put your best foot forward every game but you want to keep an eye on the future. I would send Nate down for a little bit. We'll see if they uh, actually do that. The second down, sticking with the starting pitchers theme, because as you mentioned, someone's got to grab a spot here. Someone's got to come through and start to surprise us. And Ross Stripling did not do exactly that in the uh, first game of the series. In three and two thirds, he allowed six hits, three earned runs, walked three guys as well, allowed a home run. Not a good game from one Ross Stripling. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm uh I'm not a hundred percent sure what the Blue Jays thought they were getting when they pulled the trigger on this trade. I mean, Ross Stripling was, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've followed the Dodgers quite closely for a few years there and Stripling was quite an effective pitcher for them for a while in 2018, especially he put up a 302 ERA. He was an all-star, very good underlying numbers. Didn't walk anybody 2019 again, effective. He was sort of a starter, sort of a reliever, multi-inning reliever type. Um, and then last year, you know, things changed. Now he's walking guys more. And then they trade him to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays give up a pretty high quality pitching prospect in Kendall Williams. And then another decent, like lower minor prospects in Ryan Nota. And I, I, I remember thinking at the time, like, okay, the Dodgers have this guy who has been quite good in the past and he's under control. Something must be wrong if the Los Angeles Dodgers are trading away a controllable pitcher. Something must be wrong with this pitcher. And I was worried that the Blue Jays were going to get fleeced. And it does yeah. quite look like that. There have not been very many times in the, you know, six outings, I, or the nine outings, sorry, that we've seen from Ross Stripling 2020, 2021, in which he has been good. And I don't really know what, what he is for the team now, because is he just a mop-up guy? Is that really what you went out to go and get? Do you think he's a starter? Like what's going on here? For Ross Stripling in his career, the lucky break he's getting is that Thomas Hatch is on the 60 day IL. Dolis is hurt. Now Yates, obviously we know he's hurt. I'm just reading them off. Castro Phelps, Merriweather. We know the injuries and he's probably going to get another chance here. Pearson struggled. So I wouldn't be the least bit stunned if they roll him out there again. Cause like, Anthony Kay's not looking like a guy who's going to grab the last spot. He was brutal. Um, like we already touched on Pierce and all of that, like stripling, they almost have no choice, but to stick with him again. There's nobody else. I mean, at this point, like look at their 40 man roster and who's in them. So they have, there is, uh, I think two guys or three guys in the minors in the 40 man that they could call up. There's Elvis Luciano, the rule five pick from a couple years ago. Who's, you know, he's in double a, and that's a project. Uh, there's Jeremy Beasley, the guy they claimed off of waivers are acquired for cash. I think from the diamondbacks, I think it was a couple yeah, weeks ago. Uh, guy has like no experience at all. And there's TJ Zoic who same story with pretty much all these guys. He had a chance to, you know, capture a rotation spot and run with it and was not very good. So, I mean, the options are non-existent. So, I mean, at least Ross Stripling is a veteran pitcher and, uh, that's about all I can really say about that. And he's just going to keep getting thrown out there. I mean, this is, this is a, it kind of just is what it is. 
Beasley has one major league appearance, recording a single out in relief in 2020. So if you're handing the keys to him, like you, maybe it's lightning in a bottle, or I think you just almost got to keep stripling going out, which is a, yeah. a, a wee bit depressing. Uh, the third down we have in three up, three down. Another injury is longer than expected. And this time it's Alejandro Kirk, who was told, or we were told four weeks, four weeks, he'll be back. And then he's on the 60 day IL. Um, 60 days is longer than four weeks. So that drives me nuts. I don't know why you couldn't Quick just math there. Nicely done. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really quick on my toes when it comes to math. Um, I don't know why you couldn't just say it's going to be long term, or we're maybe going to put him on the 60 day, or we're still evaluating him, but it's going to be a while. Don't understand the need to lie again, but I'm not going to go off on the same rant I did in episode 10. Um, disappointing to see Alejandro Kirk kind of, kind of go yeah. down, and and here he's going to be out for a couple months. That is, it is really unfortunate. I, I, I feel bad for the guy because it was right as he was heating up that he got injured and that, that does suck. And I mean, it is, it is frustrating again. I think we all did know as soon as this came out, okay, Kirk has a hip injury and they're like, uh, four weeks is like, ah, we all know it's going to be a bit longer than four weeks. And it's like, ah, geez, we're not going to see this guy until July or something like that, which is a damn shame, but it does actually kind of lead into, and I guess I might just switch gears here, even though that's, that's what you do. But, um, I think it leads into one of our ups, which is that Danny Jansen is now he's now regressing to the mean. Danny Jansen had a miserable start to the season, and we all knew there was no way he was going to hit zero the whole year. Like he was going to turn it around at some point. And I do wonder if now that he knows there's nobody behind him kind of competing for his playing time, like let's be real here, it's Reese McGuire yeah. as the backup, like the then I think that gives Danny Jansen some peace of mind at the plate. And he looks a little bit less anxious. And now he's hitting the ball. He he hit home runs in three consecutive games. He had one in the finale in Oakland and then Friday and Saturday against Houston. Looks like uh, Danny Jansen's kind of figuring it out, which is great to see. Four hits in his first 20 games of the season. And now three in his last three games, they're all home runs. (laughs) Granted, he uh, got some help. From the incredibly short porch in that Houston. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. I love that. that, that <laughs> I thought that was going to be. I thought that was going to be like a pop up to center field. I was rolling my eyes as it came off the bat, and then it went out of the park, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I loved Stoughton tweeting out the expected batting average of some of these Jays home runs because they're like .040. And even the broadcast, who usually wouldn't bring up stuff like this, they were like, oh, by the way, those home runs only go out here. They're flyouts everywhere else. Houston had some of those too, though. Who, yeah. who was it? Somebody hit a home run and it looked like I don't know, one of the weirdest home runs you'll ever see. I think it might have gone right off the foul pole or something like that. And again, it looked like... When it came off the bat, it looked like something that like the third baseman was going to end up catching in foul territory or something. And it just goes out of the park. And it's like, what is this? It's a weird stuff. Absolute comedy ballpark. But that's baseball. That's the. That's baseball. That's the charm of baseball, right? That's what what we're here for. Randomness. I sounded like Pat Tabler saying that. You did. Uh, But anyways, Jansen wakes up. I thought the up you were going to give was Reese McGuire is getting his career back on track. I'm just Uh, Reese McGuire is now gone probably over a year without rubbing one out in a parking lot. Jesus. And that's a, that's a positive. All right. I, I second was, up. That was a, there's was a diff, I, uh, I was actually going to make a different joke. I was going to say the other up is Reese McGuire in the parking lot and you know, what's up, but I chose yeah, not to go I, that direction. Anyway, thanks for not there's so many ways you can that. go with these. It's so hard not to make the joke. Like it's so funny. You know, it makes me incredibly. It's also like, it's the easiest 
easiest thing on Twitter to make a joke about and have it just pop off. Like, um, as soon as you make a Reese McGuire yeah. joke, it's like an automatic, like 50 likes. And that just get, that gets you feeling good. Like if you're having a rough few days on the tweets and you're not getting any, and you're not getting any likes, just throw a Reese McGuire joke out there and then you can get some likes, you get you feeling good. The second up we have Rowdy Telez comes back to the majors. He goes two for three on Sunday. And in the ninth inning, he smoked one as well. He very well could have ended up going three for four in that game. If he didn't crush it right into the shift, um, one for seven in the first two games, but he really got going hit a homer in this, in, in the finale, a uh, good little return from Rowdy Telez, who you're hoping, you know, went down to the minors, just maybe got some confidence up, whatever, whatever goes through a player's head when that happens to them. And he's back up and I, I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he put together some really nice ABs. Oh, it's not surprising really, because even when Rowdy went down the first time, like if you looked at his stat cast numbers, he was up there in like the 95th percentile for hard hit balls, average exit velocity was right up there. Like I've got his page up right now. He's 98th percentile in exit velocity, 93rd percentile in max exit velocity, um, 99th and hard hit, like 85 percentile in barrels. Like he's smacking the ball all over the place, but he was smacking it right at guys. And I think, you know, when they sent him down, they were like, uh, we just want to, there's a bunch of lefties coming up. So we want to make sure he's actually getting into games. And he probably would have stayed down a bit longer had George Springer not gotten hurt again, but it's great to see him back up and hitting. It's not that shocking because I don't, I think despite his, you know, poor results, his process was fine. And yeah. it's not really one to worry about. The Blue Jays do badly need this guy to start hitting because they don't really have a good lefty in the lineup at all because their other left-handed bat has also remained cold most of the year. And I guess we will get to him in a minute. We have him as one of our ops, but they do, they do need Rowdy to start going, and that's good that he, he is hitting here. Yeah, getting that lefty to be able to toss into the order is huge because, like you mentioned, it has been a great year for Biggio, but, but- the, the Houston boy... I don't know how many times they reference that on the on the broadcast. You know, his it dad plays for the Astros. Nonstop. Like it, it, every single like, holy shit! I love Dan Shulman, and I don't even. I I'm mad. I'm saying something against Dan Shulman, but like it's the eighth inning of the final game of the series, and he's like, oh, you know, Kevin's dad Craig played in Houston, and it's like, holy shit, really? I didn't know. Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, but it was a nice moment when he crushed that home run. Uh, he had two hits and three walks in the first two games. Uh, a really solid weekend from Biggio. And again, the lefty bat is important here for the Blue Jays. I also liked he, he hit some fastballs as well. Like he was, he looked good this weekend at the dish in the first two games. So maybe he's turning a corner. Maybe the homecoming just like gave him a bit of an emotional lift. I don't know, but it was a nice know. weekend. Good to see him hit the ball a few times. <laughs> How it was, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty funny when he hit that dinger and they panned over to Craig Biggio and his family. <laughs> Craig Biggio has like a nothing reaction. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> just another day at the ballpark. <laughs> just like not thrilled at all. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, cause well, cause he works for the Astros. Right. So like, that's a, it's an odd, again, they talk. What, about is, he, the what is he cheering? What is he cheering for the Astros over his kid? Like what's going on here? <laughs> Maybe he's been cabin pilled and he's just like, despite this home run, I see that cabin can't handle a 96 mile an hour fastball. Great. And he just like, can't get that out of his head. He's like, I can't be excited about my son because I'm looking at his like stat cast numbers and I'm just not happy about it. <laughs> Craig Bijo's turned on his own child. He's like, he can't hit fucking yeah, he's, got, he's got the like Thanksgiving dinner. And he's yeah. like, Craig's in there. He's like, I'm thankful that some of my kids can hit fastballs, but not one. I'm thankful that I can hit a fastball. Yeah. Like my son. <laughs> yeah, he's he, got a spe- 
yeah, being right. cabin killed. It's devastating. You, you just hate to see it tearing families apart. All right, three up, three down. Brought to you by Twig and Berries. It's free shipping in Canada on orders over seventy-five dollars. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Do your, yeah, do your they were. It's like, hey, the, yeah, our ops so were literally like, real Jansen, ops, hey? Jansen's not as shitty as he used to be. <laughs> Rowdy. now got a 400 OPS. Yeah. <laughs> Rowdy's not shitty. BGO didn't have a shitty weekend. There you go. There's your ops. Jays dropped what two or three to the Astros. Up. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio. Um, anyways, it's brought to you by Twig and Berries. Promo code NATION15 and uh, free shipping in Canada on orders over $75. To our worth mentioning segment, uh, Dolis to the IL. I mean, it was nice to see AJ Cole come up and pitch a few decent innings. Um, but again, more injuries. Just it's, it's not even surprising to hear anymore, but it sucks nonetheless. Yeah, it does. It's like I have another note down here and it says, who's even in the bullpen now? And that's a good question. Like right now, so hypothetically say you get five innings from your starting pitcher and they allow one or two runs and it's a tight game. How do you navigate the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings with what so, they currently have? So they, u- they used Bergen on in game two. Uh-huh. So that's one option, I suppose. Again, Chatwood has AJ- been the, 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 the really good option. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Chatwood again, I uh, pitched two innings against the Astros. One strikeout didn't allow a hit. That's I believe an identical stat line to AJ Cole. It is. Uh, but Chatwood's been good this year. Romano is up gave, up, gave up the double to Bregman, which was hit pretty hard. But other than that, like up and down, I suppose. Bergen pitched a clean ninth. Mays has so, been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's still options there, but it's, you know, now Rocky, you've lost Dolis, you've lost Phelps, you, you know, Merriweather's obviously injured. Like it's getting real thin there, like another well, injury and it's see. It's now the same conversation as the back end of the rotation, right? Where every time you need a big out or when you need a big start, right? You're just rolling the dice on someone yep. surprising you. Like aside from Chatwood, when someone's coming in, you're not like, all right, good. We got this unlocked. You're- That's pretty jarring that the only yeah. option you have back there is Tyler fucking Chatwood is <laughs> your automatic option. Yeah. That's a little weird. But yeah, I remember like in the Saturday game, like there was uh before they blew up there in the top of the ninth and Semyon had that home run. It was like, you got, you got potentially Travis Bergen coming into the ninth inning in a one run game. And it's like, holy shit, this is not how we drew it up back in late March. <laughs> I mean, well, late March, like on op- after opening weekend, we were doing a podcast where we sat here and we're like, Julian Merriweather is the future. This man will be closing games for the rest of the season. He is elite. He was the buzz of the baseball world, or at least our baseball world. Um, and then like, he's gone. David Phelps looked good. Anthony Castro was developing into a fantastic story. He's hurt. Like the injuries are just killing them. So if we want to put a positive spin on that, it's they're finding ways to survive, get through these injuries, which is a positive. And like, these guys should eventually start coming back. So there's reason to believe their rotation or sorry, their bullpen will get stronger. But for the time being, you're just, you're, I'm just petrified that the bottom's going to fall yeah. out of this thing and they're going to go through a series. Hopefully it's not the one against Atlanta coming up where they blow three saves in three games and give up eight runs in the final two innings combined. And you're sitting there being like, shit, those are three wins we could have had if our entire bullpen wasn't hurt. Or the other worry is, is, you know, you've got, as I said earlier, three guys in your starting rotation that can consistently put up good starts. And even then it's not really necessarily a guarantee that Ray Matz or Ryu are going further than five innings. And at some point, like these relievers are going to burn out. 
like at some point they will. Yeah. And you're hoping and, that by the time this group burns out though, then the guys are starting the guys to come are back, back, right? right? Castro should be back soon. Uh, we got a big, big report that Tommy Malone should be back soon, which is a Tommy huge Malone. one, of course. Um, uh, you know, Merriweather's not going to be back for quite some time. Phelps, I don't think is going to be back for a while either, but hopefully they can keep it rolling. Eh, yeah. See what happens. It is what it is. It's also like the other thing is that this is not just a Blue Jays thing. So before everyone fucking does their high performance department, like, no, this is literally everyone. Um, Jacob the the Grom go down today. Like, yeah, you just look around like teams, 40 man rosters. Like when the Jays played Atlanta last time, they had, you know, like seven guys from their 40 man pitching or or, uh, from their pitchers and their 40 man on the IL. And then as we talked about with uh, Matt Germain about the Rays, they have 17 different pitchers injured at the same time. It's everybody. You know, it's the reality of what what happened last year. It was a sixty game season, so guys were not stretched out properly, and then they were supposed to get stretched out for this regular season this year, and they're not ready because they had a half year off last year, and that's that's just how it is. Fuck guys up for sure. Um, Fuck them up. One guy who could have probably gone into the ups but didn't is Marcus Semyon. He went four for twelve, drew a walk as well, hit that big home run. In the ninth, uh, I saw BK had a really good tweet on it, and he, he says it's early for pace numbers, but still, Marcus Semien is on pace for a five-plus war season. Like That's pretty impressive what, what he's putting together now, and he's starting mm-hmm. to really turn a corner here. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And this is um, this is what we wanted to see out of Marcus Semien. The interesting question here is um, I saw a lot of people talking about it online was, is Marcus Semyon or Marcus Semyon, Marcus Semyon, someone you consider offering a like longish term extension to? Three years by those... fifty million is what was yeah, thrown around the, online. Yeah, that was the number. That was the suggestion. Is that something you do, knowing what you have in the minors? You know, you got Bo already, and then you've got Groshans and Martin, two of your key prospects. And you know, Semyon's here. He's good. Like you know, he's a well-respected player. He's a leader, and he's you know a good veteran. I mean, is that something you do or would you rather just offer him the qualifying offer and see what happens and potentially get a draft pick if he doesn't sign? Like, what's the I think play? That's, I think that's the route I'd prefer to go is the qualifying offer route where mm-hmm. you might get a pick back, which helps. Never going to you know be upset with more prospects in the system. And if he comes back, it's one more year. And it just gives you one more year to not have to be sitting here like we're doing with Manoa and Pearson going, call up Groshans, yeah. call up Martin, which will be yeah. the one that probably gets up first. But like, you know, I think the qualifying off road is probably the way I'd go. If you, because there's actually a lot of interesting questions with the guys they have becoming free agents. So, you know, there's beyond Marcus Semyon's, Robbie Ray and Steven Matt, the same thing. Both of them can be qualified. Both of them could also be signed like Robbie Ray really looks like he's figured it out and he's a top end starter now is is he the guy you'd rather throw money at you know Matt's we were saying like we were saying that about him in April Matt's had thrown three good starts and we were like oh fuck yeah give this guy a four-year contract (laughs) you know like I wouldn't be shocked if all three of these guys got qualified but it's a discussion we'll probably start having as the season goes on like you know maybe Marcus Semyon gets a contract maybe Robbie Ray gets signed who knows yeah it's a good problem to have though it is it's a it's a Having too many, having good, capable veterans that you're worried, like, ah, we can sign them. Are they blocking our young guys? Like, that's a great, that's what good yeah. teams have, right? You want, like, you want your Groshans or your Martins to kick the door down and earn a spot, not yeah, be, not be handed like what, something that yeah, they not can't like what, not like handle. What Pearson was today, right? Like, yeah. he was handed the spot despite probably not being ready and then wasn't very good. And that's not what you want to have. 
All right, we're getting close to the 30-minute mark here, so let's skip ahead and look to the three games coming up against the Braves. Of course, it comes after a day off, which is good for that bullpen. They'll get a chance to rest up a little bit, but they wrap up their road trip 7-20 on Tuesday, 7-20 on Wednesday, and an afternoon game 12-20 on Thursday to wrap things up. Do you know what else Uh, is also happening on Thursday, Tyler? No. It's my birthday on Thursday. Oh, happy birthday, Coombsy. Well, don't happy wish it to me now. Wish it to me on Thursday when we do our podcast. Oh, we'll be doing a pod. On, okay, I see yes. what you're saying. Yeah. We'll be doing so, exactly how I want to spend my 28th birthday with you. 28, eh? Oh, we'll talk yeah, about right? Thursday. We'll have birthday fun on Thursday. We'll have Getting some drinks. Well, you know, yeah, we'll mix it up. Yeah, you want to get you want to get absolutely in one on Thursday? Like so drunk, I can't post the podcast. Or I like post it as a different one of the Nation Network podcasts. Of course podcast. you can post the podcast. It's not that hard. You'd be fine. I produce all kinds of content while I'm under the influence. You know uh, that. Jay's going for three against the Braves. <laughs> while we're talking about personal things, uh, you got your shot. I'm getting my shot on Monday. So yes. congratulations to the both of us for getting our COVID vaccines. Yes. If you haven't, then uh, go out and try and get it. If you're living yeah. in Ontario, anybody over the age of 18 now, regardless of hotspot can book. I found mine via uh, the Vaccineers Ontario Twitter account. I just found this random place in Scarborough. Got a date booked. I was in and out in like 15 minutes. Easy peasy. My side effects the next day, virtually non-existent. Just a little tired today. Feeling fine. Yeah. I'm. If you're in Alberta like me, uh, 12 and up is what the booking is now. So uh, pretty much anyone can go get it done. So uh, good stuff. Think, think of it like the quicker you get vaccinated, the better chance there is the Jays can play games in August and September in the Dome. Eh? Yeah, sure. Why not? Eh? Uh, yeah. Maybe. That's it. Yeah. Let's just, let's pretend. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back back to the topic at hand here. Three coming up against the Braves uh, for Atlanta. After they were swept by Toronto at the beginning of the month, they swept the Nats right after, only gave up six runs in those games, and then they went up to give 19 runs in the first two games of their series against the Phillies here. I haven't checked how they've done uh, so they far. The, they're the night game tonight. Yeah, the so Sunday, night the baseball. Sunday night baseball tonight, yeah. So, so you got that to watch if you, if you want to do some pre-scouting as Jays fans. I think they're getting Morton, and I to- I'm totally blanking on who the other starters are going to be for Atlanta in this series. Um, either way, Jays should be a confident group rolling up against the Braves because they hit them pretty yep. well last time out. We want to see we want to see two out of three here so that our five and five ten game road trip prediction is correct. That's what it's all about. I just want to be right. And... That's that. They've already, you know, swept the Braves. The Braves, as we said a minute ago, have had a hell of a time with injuries. As Ronald Acuna suffered an injury. I didn't see whether he's going to be out long-term or what's going on there, but he got hit, I think, in the hand by a pitch on Saturday, was it? Yeah. Or was it Friday? Um, so he, he went He went down yesterday. He went down yesterday, yeah. yeah. And, and is there any word on whether he's going to be back yet? I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen anything about that yet, so... Hopefully Maybe the Jays will catch a bit of a break there. Although that is, uh, he, it says he avoids serious okay. injury. I mean, so yeah, that's a guy who I'd prefer to watch when, uh, when yeah, you get a chance to see like the you never want to, you never want to cheer for guys getting hurt, even yeah. if it gives your team a competitive advantage, but you know, the Jays already swept the Braves. They seem to hit their pitchers just fine. Expect a two out of three out of this one. I would say. Yeah. I would expect two out of three. Yeah. yeah and, and you're going to have Ray and Ryu going in two of these games as well. Right. So it's their mm-hmm. time in the rotation. So I'm fully expecting two out of the three for the Jays, and then they can come out of this road trip five and five. And I think you're there feeling you pretty good as you roll back into Dunedin at that point. Uh, so that's what's coming up for the Jays. We'll be back on Thursday afternoon with a new podcast. It'll be Coombsy's birthday pod. So we'll have a good time with that. And hopefully, hopefully on that Thursday game, they just beat the shit out of the Braves. That'd be a yeah, lot of fun. Great. Put up like both... 10 runs, big home runs. Yeah. Yeah. They put up 28 runs. 
for my 28th birthday and me and you each have 28 beverages and we record a 28 minute broadcast. (laughs) That's the plan. Yeah, that'll be our plan for Thursday. Thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. If you haven't had a chance, head to nationgear.ca. We have our dome suite dome shirt, courtesy of our friends at Viridian Global. Pick one up, support the boys, and support the dome when no one's at the dome itself. It's a sharp-looking shirt. I'm wearing mine today, as Coomzy can see under my sweater here. Uh, so pick one up, nationgear.ca. Coomzy, you enjoy uh, this three-game set against the Braves. Cool. I will do just that. Enjoy getting your shot tomorrow. Good luck to you. Thank you. This episode of Blue Jays Nation Radio is over. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.